Hello, friends. Welcome back to Ordinary People and Extraordinary Lives. My name is Lance Bain. Good to have you with me again on episode 199 of our podcast designed to help us experience the grace of God while living, leading, and overcoming life's everyday challenges. Good to have you with me again. So glad you're here. I'd love having you with us. To any new listeners, welcome. And to any of our regular audience, we are glad that you are back again with us. If you want to know more about me, check out LanceBain.com, L-A-N-C-E-B-A-N-E.com. Many resources available there. You can communicate with me through the website as well. Would love to hear from you. And as always, it would be a great benefit to me personally (laughs) for you to leave a review wherever you may be listening and to share this and to leave a rating as well. And uh, so glad you're back. Hey, I want to talk to you today on episode 199 that leaders need to be followers first. Leaders need to be followers first. This is something I've been thinking about the last several weeks, uh, many weeks actually, that what we or what I call my public persona of leadership is often just an expression of my own followership. And by that I mean, who am I listening to? Who's influencing my life? Uh, What uh, resources or individuals am I allowing to shape my thinking, to help shape and, and prioritize my values, my commitments, my obligations? And when I yield my heart and yield my mind and allow my soul, my spirit, my mind, my heart, my emotions to be influenced by another in that posture, I am a follower and not a leader. And so while I make decisions and do lots of things in the leadership realm, much of it is an expression of followership. And so today I want to talk about why leaders need to be followers first. I think Jesus Christ is one of the greatest leaders we've ever had. A man who never talked about leadership, who never used the word leader or leadership, has a movement today, 2,000 years later, that has a billion people strong and people who are not only committed to this message and to this man, but are actually willing to lay their lives down and die to be martyred for this message and for this man for God, Jesus Christ. And as I've thought about him, I thought, did Jesus follow? Was Jesus a follower? And what we learn from the life of Jesus is that he followed the Father. He says, I only say what I hear the Father saying. I'm only doing what I hear the Father doing. I, the Son of Man can do nothing on his own, but only what the Father enables him to do. And so even one of the people that I think was the greatest leader in the history of humanity was a follower. And people may look at my life and look at your life and the decisions we make, the life that we live, the leadership that we embody, the values that we articulate and incarnate, the priorities and the decisions and the goals and the visions and the plans and what we communicate and everything that is involved in the realm of leadership is an expression of our own followership. Someone is influencing you in some direction. It may be a passing comment in a conversation on the subway. 
It may be a full chapter in a book that you are reading. It may be a podcast that you are listening to regularly. It may be a mentor or a fellow employee. It could be a family member or a significant other in your life. We're always being influenced by other people. They're poking and prodding onto our lives as if we are a piece of clay on the potter's wheel and we're being pressed and molded and shaped into something or someone. And my contention today in this episode 199 that leaders need to be followers first is not a suggestion to us as if I could command us to do anything, but it is an, it is an, uh, I implore you to recognize that your leadership for all of its wisdom and all of its brilliance, for all of its courage and its compassion, for all of its creativity and consistency is really an expression of followership. And so I want to share with you why leaders need to be followers first. I want to give you five purposes that will help you understand and sort of make a case on why I believe, both from experience and both from insight and from learning, I want to give you five purposes on why I believe that this is critical. Four purposes, sorry, four purposes. Purpose number one, it is to learn humbly. When you and I make a choice to be a follower, we as leaders gain valuable insights and experiences from others. We, we come underneath submission. We Submission means we, we bring our mission underneath the mission of another, and we allow their mission to be more important, to have greater priority than our mission. We, we learn humbly. We gain valuable insights in the following process. We're able to see. We're able to learn. We're able to ask questions. We're able to glean insights and experiences. When we choose to learn humbly, we learn from a variety of perspectives and we gather knowledge and we acquire skills that can enhance the personification of our own leadership abilities. And being a follower, it will promote humility. It postures and humbles the heart. It is an act of revolt against pride, self-sufficiency, uh, superiority, what I might call know-it-all-ism. <laughs> you just think you know it all. And choosing to come underneath another or a group of other people is a posture of humble, hum, humility, and it is a revolutionary act because it acknowledges that no leader has all the answers and that there's always room for growth and improvement. And so to learn humbly is not a one-time thing. It is a continual learning. Being the follower first promotes this mindset of continuous learning. And so leaders who are open to following and to learning from others, they will be, you and I, will be more likely to embrace change, to seek out new ideas, and to remain flexible in our approach. Learning is not just about what knowledge our mind gains, but learning is also about the human heart. It is about the human spirit. It is about learning something about ourselves. It is about learning more knowledge, more insight, more skills. It is about practicing those skills and that insight. It is what I call a heart, hand, head trilogy 
of learning humbly. The hands learn new skills. The head learns new facts, new insights, new knowledge. And the heart learns something about itself and about the joy of learning humbly. Here is purpose number two on why leaders need to be followers first. It is to empathize and understand. To empathize and understand. Being a follower allows a leader to understand unique challenges and needs and desires of their team members, of those that you're leading, your small group, your ministry, your sales team, your company, your organization, your engineering team, whatever it may be, your family. And by experiencing what it's like to follow someone else's direction, even when inside your mind and your heart, the alarm is going off and it's challenging you, going in the direction of someone else, leaders develop empathy and they can gain a profound and deeper understanding of the dynamics of powerful and sustained connection effective communication, uh, healthy, creative environments that support and empower other people. Leaders need to be followers first because they learn to empathize and understand. We not only learn humbly, but we also gain the ability to empathize and to understand. I'm watching a TV show, um, one of the streaming platforms, and a character on the show, in the way that the show was developed, had a child pass away. And this character on the show is a police officer, and they're often uh, involved in police cases where a parent has had a child die. And the way this script unfolds is that inevitably the parents in some moment of grief and passion and confusion are going to say something to this police officer in the show who's lost a child. You don't know what it's like to lose a child. And I, as a viewer of this series over many seasons, am watching this and I'm saying to myself, oh yeah, he knows because, you know, in such and such season and episode, he lost a child. I like, I know what's coming. And I'm wondering, did they write into the script for this police officer to say, I know what it's like to lose a child? Sometimes in the script they do, sometimes in the script they don't. When leaders choose to be followers first, we have the ability to say, I do know what it's like. I know what it's like to go in a direction that is confusing. I do know what it's like to value another person's priorities over your own. I do know what it's like to sacrifice for another, pe- another person's vision or purpose. We do know what it's like. And I love the story of Jesus in John chapter 11. Because this is such a powerful story because Jesus is going to raise Lazarus from the dead. He says, this sickness shall not end in death. But before he raises Lazarus from the death, knowing what he's going to do, he weeps with those who weep. We find that Jesus is both empathetic and compassionate and he feels with those who feel. He meets them in that emotional place while At the exact same time, he knows he has the power to do something about what's causing the weeping. 
And he doesn't let his supernatural power diminish his ability to empathize and to understand. Powerful. Leaders need to be followers first so that purpose number one, we learn humbly, and purpose number two is that we empathize and understand. Here's purpose number three, to build trust and collaboration. To build trust and collaboration. When a leader has a, has a firsthand experience as a follower, it builds trust among their team members. When, when you take off the head coach's shirt and you put on a team uniform jersey, People suddenly feel like you're one of them. And I understand that there's a tension between being friends with those that you lead and not compromising organizational authority or relational authority. And if you want to know more about that, I would encourage you to read up on or to search The Five Levels of Leadership by John Maxwell. I would encourage you to maybe glean some summary articles on the book Good to Great by Jim Collins. I would encourage you to recognize Jesus became exactly like us, yet he did not diminish his authority or his purpose to lead us. It is possible, friends. And so when a leader has a firsthand experience as a follower, it's going to build trust among team members. Followers are more likely to trust leaders who have been in their shoes, who understand their perspectives and challenges. Recently, some friends of mine were talking about the need to make a cross-cultural trip. They're moving from New England to the South, and they're talking about packing and changes and culture changes and school changes and everything that goes on involved both um, practically and pragmatically as well as emotionally with making a big move like that. And as they were talking about it, they could sort of see this expression on my face, and they said, oh, we, we know, Pastor Lancet, you know exactly what we're talking about. Yeah. I did the same thing from Texas to New England. And so being in their shoes suddenly creates the sense of trust, the sense of collaboration. It says that you understand my perspective and my unique challenges. And when we choose to be a follower first, this trust then fosters, accelerates, and builds upon collaboration. As team members feel more comfortable and more trusting with each other, we'll share ideas, we'll take risks. We'll work together towards a common goal. And being a follower first will help you and I, as leaders, establish stronger and healthier relationships, therefore creating, I believe, a very positive and powerful and creative team dynamic, family dynamic. So you ready for reason number four? <laughs> reason number four, or five purposes, purpose number four, on why leaders need to be followers first, it is to lead by example. I think you've heard this in much of what I've shared over the last 15 minutes. It is to lead by example. Effective leaders lead by example, and they model the behaviors that they expect from their followers. Today at lunch with a dear friend who is a first responder and a captain in a first responder organization. And we were talking about his new role and developing culture. And we talked about how culture is not something that's just built outside of us, but culture is really a mirroring of the outside of what's going on on the inside. You can't separate your own internal culture from external culture, especially if you're the leader. Matter of fact, often what is within us is what will be developed outside of us, whether we like it or not. 
And so we have to be very attentive and intentional and attuned to what's going on inside of us. We need a heightened level of self-awareness without the unhealthy self-introspection. And as we effectively lead by example and model the behaviors that we expect from our father followers, then we're leading by example. And when we choose to follow first, we have an opportunity to demonstrate our commitment to teamwork, our commitment to respect and to connection and to clear communication. We have an opportunity to demonstrate our commitment to values and to objectives and to truths. We have an opportunity to demonstrate our commitment to listening to others who have a different perspective and considering the input of others because every voice matters. We lead by example. And this authenticity and willingness to be a part of a team that inspires trust and loyalty among everyone, leaders and followers, among everyone, setting, it sets a positive tone for the entire organization. In some ways, even as I'm sharing this today with us, friends, I don't like making this strong division, us versus them, leaders versus followers, divide. Every leader is a follower. That is a fact. The question is, who are you following? And in what way is your followership being embodied and personified by leadership? People around you can say, man, you've got great leadership skills, and that may be true. But what I want to know is, who are you following? Because that's the meat of your leadership. And so when we talk about learning from mentors or from books or from experiences or from social media platforms, when we're talking about being teachable in every situation and gaining empathy and emotional awareness and developing trust and collaboration for creativity and problem solving and taking risks and working together and doing this first so that we lead by example. These are four very powerful purposes that underscore and reinforce why I believe it's important for leaders to be followers first. Well, that's all I have to say about that today, friends. Uh, (laughs) Four purposes for why leaders need to be followers first, to learn humbly, to empathize and understand. Purpose number three, to build trust and collaboration. And purpose number four is to lead by example. Each of these will have a very powerful and positive effect upon you and upon those that you lead. Being a follower first is important for leaders because it promotes all of this continuous learning and humility and empathy and trust building, providing insights and experience and skills and understanding the dynamics of followership. Leaders will cultivate stronger relationships. So friends, thank you so much for listening to episode 199. Leaders need to be followers first. Don't forget to check out LanceBain.com, L-A-N-C-E-B-A-N-E.com. There are many wonderful resources available there for you. would encourage you to at least go browse. There's also some book material there you can look at and purchase. And don't forget to share this with a friend and leave a rating and a review wherever you may be listening. I love you, my friends. Have a great week. Stay healthy and stay hopeful. <laughs>